Gundam style, everyone. My name is Jared, or Jay. I use he and him pronouns, and I am here with my two lovely co-hosts for Gundam Wing. I'm Julia. I use she and her pronouns. I'm Max. I use he and him pronouns. The show's called Wow Cool Robot, by the way. It's probably important to mention. Oh, yeah. Jay's doing their goddamn I can't bad. nail it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta goof it's something every into time. It's my brain. Fun. These goddamn robots have taken over my life. I can't forget the cursed words I say every week. I try to every week. <laughs> Only a few more weeks and you'll be free. I remember it. Woo! I remember it better as a listener than I do as a host. <laughs> You'd think that with the whole taking notes thing, that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, you know, happens to the best of us. Yeah. Wow, that sure is a cool robot. God, I'm so fucking excited to get finished the series. Not like I, I'm not saying like I'm excited oh. for me to end. It's more like no, I get it. Like you're excited to see no, the I end am. of it. Like <laughs> Jay's fucking. It's done just like you. we're getting there. We got things we are got... getting kind of fucking nutty. <laughs> we got it through the like parts of Gundam Wing that I like. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. at the part that kind of sucks shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I think what excites me the most, and we'll get into it when we talk about the episodes, is that Miliardo is going on about like this will be the war to end all wars, and I'm like, thank fucking god. Yeah, I'm done with them. Yeah. Well, no you would more. think, but with with a little bit of foresight, we know about a thing called Endless Waltz, which we do know is more wing content. God only knows what it could be. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> content. Okay. Well, okay. I think I've got the first episode summary here. Yeah, let's, 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 let's get into talking about this damn show. All right. Well, we'll kick it off with episode 40. A new leader. The plot is actually so confusing that a character in the show itself highlights the fact that there are now at least five major forces at play. White Fang squares off against Wu Fei and his constant intervention to announce war against the Earth, or they use Wu Fei, rather, to uh, announce war against the Earth. Meanwhile, Relina continues to use her new position to outmaneuver Duke Dermail and announces to all Romafeller that the unified Earth nation should disarm and seek peace with outer space. Noin's Gundam boys meet up with Howard on Peace Million, and Zex has actually gone missing, only to be revealed as the new figurehead of White Fang. Futures shown to the pilots of the Wing Zero and the Epion clash, and pieces fall into place as we gear up for a final conflict. Oh, it's good. I like these episodes. They were fun. It was pretty good. I mean, yeah. this episode was good, and then <laughs> the back half of the next one sure was good. There's yes. some times where I would say, these episodes, not really good, though. Yeah. Is I can't get over the fact that we lead off with Howard just, like, talking to a Peace Million staff member being like, so here's what's going on. There's five forces. There's White Fang. For the help, there's Howard, Oz. There's the Gundams. There's the Colony People. And then the kid's like, well, who's the fifth force? And he's like, us, idiot. Which is like the fact that he has to ask because I can, yeah, he said there's five. I could have named the three. I don't think the people of the colonies who don't fight or do anything count, especially when you also could include the people on Earth in the Mm -hmm. same breath as that. Well, no. See, if they don't want to fight, they can simply vote. God. (laughs) Gundam Wing is a show about liberalism. We've done it. We've cracked the code. You don't understand liberals. We're ready to vote right now. Anyways, uh, we we find out that White Fang ended up also just, like, stealing Libra from Oz. So, like, not only did um, Tuberov 
like build the mobile doll system from the ground up and advance it to the Virgos based on the Mercurius and the V8. And then like he got tasked with building this massive battleship and he did it in no time flat by exploiting his workers. But he also in like a moment's notice got absolutely dusted by White Fang the minute they decided to turn coat. And then they also stole all of his mobile dolls and Libra and they're going to use it against Oz now. (laughs) It's just it is it's so fucking funny. Like the scale at which they had to do this is completely unhinged. Like you could argue that it highlights how many people are sick of Oz and Aroma Feller's bullshit in space that are willing to turn on them and take over this like Death Star size facility at the same time. How'd they do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's I've not really clear the, uh, the timing that would require this mm-hmm. to happen, um, but it sure happened. Because, they... like, this is, all ta- this is all the same year. Yeah, I don't understand. How did they have this giant fuck-off spaceship? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also wild because they fast-forward through a lot of, like, getting to and from outer space. It's... Yeah. Time is is just kind of as made up as all of these characters' ages. It's outstanding. It's so fucking great. Um, so after Howard exposits about the five sides of this war, and and, and immediately he's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be four sides actually because we're gonna join the Gundam team. It's like, all right, so your explanation is immediately useless. Thanks, Howard. Um, we see um Romafeller rem Romafeller are fighting like militant remnants on Earth. Uh, you know, Romafeller is here to enact Queen Relina's one world nation plan. And Hero comes in and wings Zero, fighting Romafeller because he's Relina's enemy right now. Remember, he's going to kill her. He said it last week. How could you forget? Yeah. How could anyone forget? We, we, he he gives us a very, How could you a very polite reminder, too, in case you did actually forget. <laughs> like, they, they show it in the intro narration. And then it also yeah. cuts to him destroying all these Oz Romafeller troops and... He's like, Relina, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. We cut to a meeting in Bremen of uh, Romafeller, and like, Relina is talking to everyone on this roundtable about how, or, or she's like kind of thinking to herself how Romafeller is essentially using her. Um, but she recognizes this because she gr- addresses the group and she says, Hey, we're telling the entire world to disarm and become world, one world nation. When a ruler calls on others to put down their weapons, a ruler must be the first to do so. And Dermail gets so fucking he, mad at her. <laughs> Dude he turns screams. up to 11 immediately. Yeah. He, he was he so fucking anti hates this. He, he's really very much just screaming, that's your opinion. Uh, you old then, fart, you put her in charge. Yeah, like I, this was your goddamn choice. I will say it was a, a cute character moment that like he realized that everyone was like, staring at him as he was screaming and he's like ah i've made a fool of myself it's like yeah you did congrats on realizing it <laughs> more like duke der fail got his ass <laughs> uh <laughs> we won't have to get his ass for very long here let's say <laughs> nope yeah his um, ass gets got dermail like believes that he's thinking for roma feller as a whole but really is like hmm let's ask the class and uh, Varage and the others are like, well, we have, oh, um, actually, sir, we haven't really agreed on a stance, and uh, maybe Queen Relina might be right. <laughs> Derville's <laughs> fucked himself over so hard by yeah. putting Relina in charge. I think the funny thing is, um, is this where Dermail kind of, like, says 
uh, or, or no, is this where uh, Wayridge kind of like repents for a moment? Or is this that the meeting? Is, that's a that's, bit that's later. later. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a couple like, after private this... executive meetings that happen in these episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of run together a bit. A lot of meetings. A lot of... So that this sounds is, like Gundam to me. What a it, it, it's after this that we, we bounce back to space, right? We bounce out to Noin yes. and the Gundam boys. Um, mm-hmm. they, they say that they should just give up. Katra, I think, specifically says they should yeah. give up on Wufei. And I just think take on he's White also Fang. right. I agree. And it's, it's like, this is the first time in a long time, kind of truly the first time we've seen all these boys in one space, too. It's been a minute. Um, it, like, it has been a long while. Like, it, it, you you would think with the premise of the show of there being five Gundam boys that they would have gotten together and stayed together and done the work, but no, they nope. got together once and then went separate ways and it's taken 40 episodes for them to get back together. But by God, they did it. And while they're and all like dishing there. and chatting, uh, Howard sends an encrypted message to their shuttle and it's addressed to Duo, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, and he's like... Do you remember when I worked on your Gundam? I got a mission I, for you, kid. Can I do that again? <laughs> Want to do a thing for me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, immediately it's, after, it's a sweet little exchange. I, I like it. It's nice. I love Howard. He rules. Uh, yeah, and then we immediately cut. He's, he's just silly. He's, he has a fucking Jimmy Buffett shirt. And he's like commander of a giant like military battleship. Like, what more could you want? Uh, we immediately cut back to Earth. Dermale is talking to Dorothy, his granddaughter. Yeah. Lest we forget. Um, he's so, he's still, he's still so fucking mad about Relina. <laughs> yeah, he's extremely shit. red and mad. Uh, and he, like, basically verbatim, I, I, he does not say the word, but he very heavily implies, he's like, well, I could just have her, and then he's like, you know. What if, what if Relina <laughs> was to have a, a sweet accident? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dorothy's and like, then- don't. Don't fucking do that. What are you, stupid? Everyone would immediately know it was you. First of all, yes, he is stupid, but go off. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Dorothy uh, knows. She's, she's like, yeah, military intervention on her bat- behalf would very quickly happen if anything were to happen to her. Um, so she gives him an even worse idea. Yeah. She's like, well, why don't you actually go to outer space and build your army up there to fight White Fang? And, like, you know, that way you're like, oh, you're protecting the Earth. You, like, he's setting the example so, for the people. Ugh, like, this is I this just, is a really so good example. I'm frustrated with it. <laughs> yeah, but this is a really good example of Dorothy doing what Dorothy does, which is pulling people's strings. Like, mm-hmm. very much, like, getting under people's skins and into their brain and, like, really getting them to do what she wants. Mm-hmm. She's nice. And- I wouldn't say that. Um, He's a girl boss. That is, that one much closer to the truth. Uh, yeah, she just got a lot of hands and a lot of cookie jars. That one does on on the triangle <laughs> of uh, gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. She is very much in between girl boss and gaslight. A hundred percent, absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's off the fucking chart. Mm-hmm. Lest we forget, the gaslight gatekeep girl boss triangle is actually a gaslight gatekeep girl boss Gundam tetrahedron. Yeah. Noin is in the center. Noin, Noin is in the perfect center, holding all the edges together. <laughs> Thank God Dorothy gets nowhere near the Gundam part of it. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> Would you think about that one for a moment? My mind is racing. My mind is racing. So Dorothy uh, ends up 
like finding Relina and talking with her and she's like, oh yeah, like, by the way, my grandfather's leaving for the weekend. Do you want to come over and party? (laughs) And she's like really hinting at like, oh, Relina, he's going to be gone. You can say whatever you want now that he's gone. You can really Mm -hmm. push for whatever moves you want to make. Wink. Nudge. Nudge. (laughs) Uh, They head over to the parliament building and we see Hero getting in an Oz soldier uniform. This is so funny. Piece together what's going to happen in a little bit. Um, yeah, we, he does cock his gun preemptively. It's, it uh-huh. is uh, hilarious to me that we get a moment like this for Hero, whereas like we just find Troa in the cockpit of a Leo oh, yeah. at one point. <laughs> like he's like, "No, I'm in Oz now. Don't worry about how I got here." I mean, damn. You know what? <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good point. Yeah, that um, was like twenty episodes we, ago. We, yeah, God, this show's been going on for so long. We the go back into space, <laughs> and Wu Fei is attacking the battleship Liberal. We finally learn his name. Um, <laughs> they activate the Libra's beam cannons, and like it's not quite complete. It's a Death Star two situation, but it's fine. They like start firing. Um, I it's, first of all, I love how Star Fox sixty four ass like this thing looks. Oh my God! It's, yeah, there's a fucking Andros monkey lieutenant inside yeah. this thing commanding it. <laughs> Absolutely. It is it is a square with four giant squares attached at the corner of the baby yep. square. It, it looks it so is the most fucking like Nintendo sixty four like, shoot 'em up ass boss. It rules. It's so bullshit sci fi. I fucking love it. Like okay, Peace Million looks Report. We we get a quick cutaway. Relina's addressing the Parliament crowd. Um. Uh, about you know all the confrontation <laughs> battle is happening she says that the only way to avoid confrontation is to become one body uh we mm-hmm. all need to unite and hero just like pulls a gun on her from the rafters he's yeah, like up he's on a gonna john wilkes booth her and, like, ass <laughs> <laughs> and then like while she's giving the speech she looks up and sees him and like she finishes she's her like, speech she finishes her speech and he starts to take aim and it is dead silent like no one in the crowd approved of anything relina just said and just for like a beat too long, it's this awkward silence. And Hero's like, "All right, I'm gonna pull the trigger." And then someone and then starts the clapping. clapping. And like we, we get a, the a fucking whole epic audience, slow clap. Yeah, the whole audience joins in, and they're like actually behind Relina's plan, which is great. Like the people of Earth are planning to disarm and step forward as one nation, and. It's like, oh my god, we're so close to getting the thing that Relina fucking actually wants. Oh, you and you know we're not going to get it. Oh, oh you, you know. No, we're not going to get it. <laughs> like almost immediately, too. And as soon as the clapping starts, too, Hiro like puts his gun down and he's like, "Unified space and earth, huh? Okay, Relina, I won't kill you yet." <laughs> it's like, really funny. My boy. Cuz like he has to know that's not going to fucking work. He's, he wants it to, though. I like, know, it's I guess, so bad. What, what the fuck is his reasoning here? That if they didn't clap for her, he would have fucking shot and killed her? Because he's like, oh, her ideas were shit. No one would have missed her if she was gone. Like, it's, what? It's wild because the thing, the reason he was going to kill her is because she brought on this false peace, right? And right mm-hmm. now his enemy is anyone who fights. And so this false peace, there's still fighting going on, which means she didn't do anything which he means he needs to eliminate her since she's in charge of the people protecting this false peace. It, it's not 
great it's not great no. ideology and it's not executed very well in my no. opinion no um, but because because the fact that she is actually proposing disarmament and seems to have convinced everyone to agree with it he's like oh the peace might be real i'm gonna let you see this through. oh it just kind of clicked for me too yeah because this yeah. is her enacting a plan that actually doesn't need people to back it up with military force yes. for the first yes, because time. that's the thing like she the is, rest of her um total pacifism kind of required an armed guard 99 percent right. of the time to actually do anything right this and now that she's in a position to get everyone to actually lay down their arms because there's there's no sank kingdom and oz there's no sank kingdom and romafeller there's the world nation that she is like advocating for everyone to disarm for so it's like oh it it could work but this is also a gundam show so it's not going to oh, of course not it, it could work hey what show am i in by, by the way <laughs> um back in space uh wufei continues to fight around the battleship liberal they don't give a shit on the inside of the command room there they just fire the the laser cannons anyway they just eradicate like all the mobile dolls that were out there fighting wufei and they think they got wufei but like it's a gundam so they didn't hilariously Oops. this is like wufei like just he's fine after this massive blast from the libra's like onboard cannons mm -hmm. it's 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 fucking wild because like they really did annihilate so many of their own troops it's like it's i guess you could argue that they don't care about the troops that they took from uh uh romafeller because they're all mobile dolls but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like this reckless fucking abandon and lack of care for your battling force is very easily proving that they're not going to blast a whole long these White Fang folks. Yeah. And then Wu Fei says something that I do want to highlight because we hear it at least one more time from another character later. He says because White Fang is just doing the same shit that Oz was doing in space, they are not necessary in space. Yeah. And we've, like, heard that a lot of times of people, like, not True. being necessary. Yeah. Um, so the next scene we get, um, Sidichi, Jim Belushi, or maybe it was John Belushi. I already forget which Belushi brother he is. Uh, he One doesn't understand why the Gundams are still going after them. And, oh, yeah, by the way, fucking Zex is here in Libra. He's like, oh, the Gundams fight for Earth now. And Zex is like, now would be a great time to consolidate all the colonies in space. Um, um... Um, actually, he is presenting as Miliardo. Oh, that's right. That's right. It gets so fucking confusing because <laughs> characters still call him Zex, even I though know. they clearly well, haven't read the memo. It's it's extra confusing when... It's extra confusing? Go on. I hate everything very that you good, stand very for. Very good, um, <laughs> <laughs> When now Miliardo Peacecraft is the militaristic one. He's Militariardo Peacecraft. Warcraft. I'm leaving this podcast. He's War of Warcraft. I knew it. <laughs> we this did it. We've done it. Oh my god, um, how have we not made a World of Peacecraft joke on this yet? Where's Griffin, Griffin McElroy? McElroy already did have it. we really not? Have we exhibited <laughs> we that much restraint? I, I, I don't think know if so. it's restraint or just... Okay, to be fair, I forgot hood. about Peacecraft until just recently. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's more that this show really just pushes us to our fucking mental limit every week. That we don't really have the wherewithal also to think of true. other things. 
Yeah. I'll be honest, at this point of this show, it should be obvious, but I have like a fucking summary that I write. I have not written notes. In yeah, no, weeks. you're you're just vibing, baby. <laughs> it's so it's you know what? I feels right for me. Yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll regain a tiny last bit of steam when we hit Endless Waltz. And then the wrap-up's yeah. just going to be all, all of us going, who fucking cares? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm checked out, but, like, I'm doing my I'm doing my all. You're not checked out, but you're packing up to leave the hotel room. I, yeah, that's I valid. can't get excited for Endless Waltz yet. I can't do it because I will start to lose my mind preemptively. <laughs> you, know what's, you know why I'm excited about Endless Waltz? Never seen the goddamn movie. <laughs> oh no! I want to see the literal. I mean, I know. Yeah, I know. Th- I know the thing with endless waltzes is that the robots aren't actually different. That's just what they look like in the movie. But I also, no, I want to see the angel wings. The angel wings are they? They fucking rip. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Do you get it? They're all very cool. Is the issue? <laughs> also, the the recolors for everything are are pretty rad. I personally think there's one like specific downgrade, which is Ultron. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't love purple sand rock. I like the black and yellow sand rock a lot better, but purple sand rock is cool. Mm-hmm. And the recolor for heavy arms is like very cool. Um, anyways, uh, anyway, has, ourselves. has some stuff to say. She really pushes for the uni- unification of earth and space. That's when hero falters. And then we bounce back to outer space where Howard is helping prep sand rock for space travel and space yeah. flight. You can't do anything for uh, heavy arms, obviously, because they don't know where it is right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Troa, he's like, I want a Gundam. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you get the white Virgo. You get a white Taurus, Troa. <laughs> Taurus. Deal yeah. with it. I, I'm trying to remember. I think it's Duo who's who asks him like where it is, yes. and he just kind of like shrugs. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like I don't, I don't fucking uh, know. And Duo also asks Howard why he's helping them, and Howard's like, Oh, mm. it's my responsibility. I helped work on the Gundams. More specifically, I help make the tall geese. And they're like, what, Howard? You old dog. Um, oh, yeah. And then we get a fun little white fang Skyping the world. Uh, we see Kins, Kinsagan, Kinsaniera on on screen. Um, it's pronounced cans. We <laughs> like see Kins and his nice cans <laughs> on screen. It. He makes a declaration of war to Earth. He says that the Earth attacked white fang and the colonies with Gundams, which is not true. But... He's kind of taking advantage of Wufei going sicko mode on like the entire Earth sphere right now. Yeah, so you know this, what? It's kind of Wufei's this is fault. Tragic to see this happen because they've just been kind of like flooding troops out there, and Wufei is just like, I will fight, I will fight, I will fight. And they've just been snapshotting every single time he does. It's it's just I mean, they they got the they got him on tape, you know, you can't be ignored. Um as this happens, Dermail's entire fucking battle fleet is in space. They're traveling. He's taken Dorothy's advice so well. He's doing so good. Good on you, sweetie. Um, <laughs> but then, and as they're heading to Barge, they do get picked up by a White Fang, a incredibly large White Fang battalion. And well, goodbye, Duke Dermail. Goodbye, Oopsie. Duke Dermail. Rest in piss. Gone the way of so many before him. It honestly Just... did feel very. I mean, hell, it calls back to the original Gundam series with General Revel and uh, Dagwin yeah. being like, fucking killed in like their sort of peace meeting. Admittedly, Dermil was not going to outer space for peaceful reasons, but we That's can ignore true. that part and just draw the but conclusion like, that they were all killed by a big laser. 
Yeah. One of the wildest things about this is that this seems to have been part of Dorothy's plan because we like. I think it was absolutely. We, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, but like, how did she know he was gonna get shot down? Oh, I love but it, it cuts down to the ground, right? And we see her react, and she is hamming it up in front of people, <laughs> and she immediately turns around and starts like whispering to herself, like. Yes, thank God that fucking old man is dead. I hate him. This battle's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but she loves that he died an honorable soldier. Boo. <laughs> um, Cans announces that the colonies will unite as one, just like the Earth has, and that White Fang has a new leader. Wouldn't you know it? It's Milliardo Peacecraft. We it will eliminate her. Goodbye. Peacecraft. No mask, no nothing. He's, he's not even wearing the red nope. anymore. I don't... Is he gonna get it? He, he was. I feel like he, he was wearing it when he first anymore. showed up. He he was wearing it when he first showed up on Libra, and he wasn't wearing the mask. He was just wearing the red outfit. And then when mm-hmm. he shows up and like reveals himself to be the leader of White Fang, he's in that gray, like that olive drab, like trench coat with the like ascot, <laughs> the nice mm-hmm. shirt. Uh, and then we get this little closing scene that I love very much. Where Hiro is watching Zex announce himself, and he says, Zex has chosen the future Epion showed him, and Hiro has chosen a different future. And then he points at the screen and thinks to himself, he doesn't even say it out loud, he just thinks to himself the word bang, and like pretends to shoot his little finger gun. Yeah. Uh, And we get a tiny little thing of of Trey's smiling, happily walking away from his laptop as he watched Milliardo's address. The freak is coming out of the shadows and into the light. All I should want, have stayed out. I've want I've wanted nothing more than for Trey's and Dorothy to interact. I don't think we'll ever actually get that, but goddamn, I want that so badly. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it happened in the past. We just don't get it. Yeah. True. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that when we get to it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Moving Ugh. on to the next episode, perhaps. Yeah, I think that was mine. That's yours. Episode forty-one. Crossfire at Barge. Trace dismisses Relina from her position because the reasons now that she has laid out the foundation for peace will provide the military might required to actually bring it to fruition. As she and Dorothy head for space separately, so do Hero and Sally Poe take the long wing and the uh, Shenron, or the heavy arm that Sally delivered to Hero. When Duo, Trilla, and Katra and Noin intervene against the White Fang's attack on Barge in hopes of finding out why Zex declared war on Earth, makes the tension clear by single-handedly destroying Barge with Epion. It fucks. God. You this, also fucks? This new intro? Rhythm Emotion? Rhythm Emotion is it's so here, good. baby. It's so good. What am I feeling? Oh, that's right. I just feel Rhythm Emotion. <laughs> this, oh my god. We Like, the fucking, that we get it here. We, we like, we, we, we fucking get it here. We've heard, heard it as a fucking AMV at the end of each episode, but like, mm-hmm. we get it here. <laughs> it's so good. New uh, intro, animatic, and everything too. Yeah, the an- the animation is very clean. I it's so particularly cool. enjoy it. So and I okay. don't know how much of that is. I got tired of forty one episodes of the old one. Yeah, but- mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking there, we get this for eight episodes, mm-hmm. nine episodes. Like, like that's wild to me. It's like you couldn't just do half and half. No, it's just I don't know. <laughs> No, I guess that, hey, you know what? I guess it absence makes the heart grow fonder or whatever the fuck they say. Oh, absolutely. 
it also it whipped it that to the here. first time we heard the song was when like the Epion started going fucking sicko mode. And like the best part is we don't stop hearing rhythm motion as the AMV song at the end of episodes. Now that's the opening. Mm-hmm. They still do it. They can't help mm-hmm. it. It's oh, fucking so awesome. Um, so this one, uh, we get a new narration at the beginning of this episode about it's yeah. just about Zex leading a little white thing, you know. Um, and then we cut to Sailor Mass from Gundam yeah. 0079. I'm so glad you said that because I have that in my notes as well. <laughs> it's Sailor from Gundam Wing. It's so Julia uh, mm-hmm. for for the uninitiated, the That's the, the uh, short haired blonde woman with like the sort of pointy hair like yes. curled out to the side who's like on the bridge of the Libra. She looks like pretty much exactly like one of the main characters in the first Gundam series. That's all there is to it. I appreciate the additional context. But but it's just weird that she has literally the exact same hairstyle. I, I assume that is a callback uh, on purpose. Um, I don't think so. I'm going to be honest. Definitely not. Yeah, because like <laughs> she's not doing anything Sayla would do. Sayla would never man a fucking like d- fuck you battleship. She would well, rather like. Hang on. <laughs> she <sighs> did. She did help take charge of Whiteface and she did also pilot the Gundam on a couple occasions. Yeah, but like this is this is different. This is she's just hit, sitting here like the fake sailor is sitting here pressing a laser that kills people <laughs> like and is probably aware that she's doing something wrong. The other <laughs> sailor was like fighting. I don't know. It's different. Yeah. This is not sailor. It's but not. She looks like sailor. Yeah. Um, the battle has begun here. Um, I I kind of realized this whole episode is kind of like pretty self-contained. They did a good job with this one here. Barge it's is like fucking all, under th- attack. This whole episode is pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's literally sure the battle is. of the bulge. Yeah, it's the battle of the the spaceship bulge, which is funny that like I I never like looked it up at all, so I didn't kind of realize until recently that it's bulge, not barge. Right. Like, and the whole thing is like, yeah, because it's really big, so we named it bulge. This is bulging. This is so large. And it's like, well, I'm gonna call it barge. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like um, Bulma's kid, Bulla. Uh, like. They're, the whole gimmick for Dragon Ball Z is that Bulma's family is their names of underwear. So you have Bulma, which is Burma, which is like bloomers. Then you have Trunks. And then I think her dad is Dr. Briefs or something like that. Um, right. And then Bulla is Buddha, which is bra. It's like it's one of those weird translations, but like it still kind of comes across. But like weird to name your kid bra and it's weird to name your spaceship bulge so maybe don't do that (laughs) yeah trunks Um, is funny bra is kind of weird it's it's yeah that's a it's it's funny but dragon ball akira toriyama loves his fucking like oh yeah he's he loves potty humor um so the battle has begun we see the white fang. They have their like olive drab Virgos now with like this yes. sort of like greenish yellow. They, they've been painted up. Dark beige. And the thing is, uh, it, the, not all of their Virgos have been painted up. And I do want to highlight these are uh, Virgo twos. And you can really only tell because they have like these nicer verniers on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They have like these taller jet engines that you can see. Um, but yeah, this, I, I forgot to mention this while we were still talking about it, but like, I like that this episode is self-contained because this is like it's White Fang versus Oz in outer space. Like after this, there's basically just going to be one enemy in space. And they they Mm -hmm. do kind of highlight that. And I I think that's a really good way to like set the tone for the episode and build up to the payoff that we get 
is uh, well executed for a single episode. Yeah, the payoff are... of having less <laughs> assholes to keep track of. Yeah, because they are absolutely fucking running out of time to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we see Epion enter the battlefield flying through, beating ass. Yeah. Um, so, interestingly enough, though, every, the Gundam team here, they don't know it's Zex and the Epion. They assume it's mm-hmm. Hero. Which, I don't, like, how do they know that? They, because they, oh, well, they knew... I assume- well, Knowing that they okay when they when they yeah when they it. did fight at the Sank Kingdom Hero was in Epion yeah that's, and that's right. the only reason why they're assuming that they don't know that here that Hero and Zex switched their Gundams around right and it makes sense that Hero would be joining White Fang side and fighting alongside the colonies like that yeah, would definitely true. be their assumption here true and uh, Noin is talking to the boys and she's basically like I'm gonna fly off on my own and go meet up with Zex and talk to him and see what's going on and Koch was like Noin that's a terrible plan. Can yeah. I at least go with you? Like he's not trying to stop her, which I love. He's very much like, can I? Can I go with you? Can I escort you? Mm-hmm. And then Duo pops out, and he's like, well, I want in on the action. And then he <laughs> yeah. turns around and he's like, did you catch all that? And Troa walks up, and he's like, yes, I would also like in on the action. It's good. It's so good. <laughs> um, we cut back to Earth. Heroes taking down more Roma Feller assholes. He sees like one of those big old, he, or he sees like a, an escape shuttle to space. And he's like, my enemy's in space. And he looks over and he sees a cargo shuttle heading in. And wouldn't <laughs> and you know it, it's Sally fucking Poe. Yeah, he takes aim and they're like signaling to him. They're like flashing a headlight on this, on this carrier. And he's like, huh? <laughs> and then he like reads the signal he's getting. And he's like, Sally Poe? Just, just like, like everyone else in the audience. Confusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. really <laughs> fucking good to see Sally standing here. Oh my yeah, God. I am. I am the lads on the couch now that Sally Poe is back. Yeah, she and says that she has a pack, a package for yeah. Hero, a, a Gundam shaped package. Yeah, a very Gundam shaped package. It's on She's the like, same truck. All of them always are on. I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> they're One of always the things- in this fucking cart. <laughs> That I really love about this as well is that she's just like, yeah, it was a pain in the ass to find. You can get it to the pilot, right? And she's like, he's like, you don't know where Troa is? And she's like, no, I thought you would. <laughs> he's like, I don't have a fucking clue where Troa is. I don't know shit about fuck. I think as far as Hero's concerned, does he know Troa's alive? <laughs> um, you oh. know? The rest of them do, but I, do, I honestly don't know if Hero does. Yeah, he's just kind of vibing by himself, huh? God. Um, and like as as um enemies coming in, he flies off and takes care. And Sally like doesn't even notice the enemies at first, but she kind of like muses to herself that Hero's different now. He's not as abrasive or hard to approach as he was before. Ironically enough, war has made the boy a little bit softer. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. Oh, and this is when um he's like he like slashes through an Aries, I think, and then turns towards the camera, so we get a silhouette from the explosion and flies toward the camera, and we get this sick shot of a zoom in on the Wing Zero's it's eye. Fucking sick! It's I tried terrible. to screenshot it, but Verve does it does the Netflix thing where you can't screenshot on it, um, which oh, I'm yeah. curious about uh, because it's actually really fucking cool. You can see a bunch of the mechanical stuff you. I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever seen. Yeah, it's a bunch of really cool detailing that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's gorgeous. I love when they remind you. Yeah, these are robots, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, reminder. Um, we we get it. We go to Bremen now. Um, Verage yeah. is lamenting that the last two priestcrafts are now mortal enemies. 
He like Papa. does a little prayer and apologizes to King Peacecraft in heaven that he essentially sent his descendants into war. Um, and speaking of heaven, Trace <laughs> walks into the room. God. <laughs> He's here now. He's here. He's back. And ready to be Does normal. Does have to be? <laughs> I've been enjoying a Trey's less experience. Yeah, it's an unlucky number. God. Well, uh, we, we had him over. for the appetizer, and now it's time for the entrees. Mm. <laughs> All right. We cut to Verlina thinking that Miliardo is in the wrong for fighting. Like, this isn't the answer, brother. Um, she kind of, like, either hears something or just gets a weird feeling and starts to wander around the palace. By the way, really cool lighting in this scene where the, it's, like, sunset, but, like, the entire sky is black and the sun is, like, blood red. So it's just very, yeah. like, sinister lighting. Um, it's, like, weirdly peaceful and quiet. It's, like, it's not a normal evening. It made me think that she was in a colony at first with the way the lighting was so fucked up. But, no, it's just like that, I guess. Um, she ends up meeting with Trey's in a banquet hall. Uh, and he just straight up informs her that she's been relieved of her duties as representative and asks her to step down from being queen. And she's like, yeah, okay, why not? Queen for a single day. Queen like, for I, a I day. A we should all be so lucky. It's so great. It was her make-a-wish. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she knows the hero's going to fucking kill her. Um, she says that first, before she steps down, she has to convince Milliarder to stop fighting. And Trace is like, you can't do that. You're not capable of that. And he's like, I'm going to be the one to take over Romofeller now. And he, like, opens a window symbolically as he says, Relina, you're free. Yeah. Uh, and she just decides to go to space. Echoing his whole thing about, with like, the damn birds again. Yeah, he says some shit about, like, it's not right to keep Relina locked in Romofeller or something. And it's like, she wasn't really locked. She was the big Yeah, head, she, was, she was definitely acting, like, to stay intentionally. But oh, yeah. he's he says some shit about, like, you can be free to, like chase your bliss or whatever like you can you can see like the the piece that you need or some like it's so weird because she was like literally on the way to getting the whole world to disarm and trace is just like no i think i'm gonna do war for you instead uh go have fun bye like yeah and she and she's just like sure whatever yeah, she she just decides to go to space to chase after Meliardo and wouldn't you know it? Dorothy's gonna follow her. Yay! We never get Yay. to have Dorothy out of the counter for too long. Too important. God. Oh, I hope Dorothy doesn't do anything fucked up in space. I'm looking into the camera. <laughs> uh, the Battle of the Bulge continues back in space. Milliard yeah, is this completely is, This fucking. is where the episode picks up again and it gets fucking good. <laughs> yeah, so for this entire sequence pretty much, we do not see Milliardo's face at all. It is mm -hmm. only close-ups to his eye or like his mouth it's just he's like in shadow very like darkened by war because like he's just tearing through the fucking tauruses and he's like they're lifeless dolls they aren't even they aren't my enemy not even worth my time is this the sequence where we get those really good moments of like him moving and then it cutting to like the gundam moving like like yeah. g gundam style oh my god those cut-ins are so fucking good um we we finally 41 fucking episodes into the show we finally get like a shot of a just regular ship bridge, which yeah. is kind of wild that we did. Like, you know, we, we've seen people in the cockpits of shuttles, but like, I'm talking like a white baser Argama style bridge. Yeah. Cause like we see John Belushi and like, he, he's like the head of a bridge crew on a white fang. Like the, I guess the white fangs were sort a of flagship in this battle. 
Which is so wild. I really miss this from Gundam. I miss, like, the bridge and the chatter and everything. It's such an underrated aspect of the series. I, I, well, I agree. And I think it really speaks to what you said last week about this being much more of, like, a shonen series. Um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely moved away from, like, the real robot shit. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the, like, grittier war story side of it focusing on the people in, like, battleships doing strategic battle against each other like there are moments like that but but nothing quite on this level for the last 40 episodes as uh noin and her her gang approach the battlefield duo and the others are like all right time to get out there in our sick fucking mobile suits and troa is uh kind of relegated to a spare white taurus and he is the first to action and he's like i'm gonna go protect the people of the colonies and he takes off and katra is like concerned he's like oh shit troa don't go and noin's like eyes up like when they start getting blasted on um but we get this this fucking wonderful wonderful moment of the death scythe and duo being like the god of death is back on the battlefield he uh engages the like beam part of his scythes and uh katra like pulls out his showtels and like we get this like like camera run down the showtel to the tip and then like a little glimmer uh and they are they are ready to battle and as they like get ready to like fly into the thick of it epion shows up dun dun they're like uh what huh huh and they are they're in a stunned silence and then we get shots of this bridge and they're like fire the barge laser fucking fire the barge laser and sailor's like it's only at 80%. Like, it could damage our systems if we fire it early. And the guy's like, I don't fucking care. Fire it. Josh Belushi's just like, go, go, go. Um, and they do. And Miliardo in Epion stands there until, like, the last moment and then swerves out of the way, like, trying mm-hmm. to be a badass. Duo and Katra get out of the way. Noin gets out of the way, like, just in time. But she's having a hard time with it. Yeah. And... But you, John Belushi's having the hardest time of all because he does get fucking vaporized by this explosion. Yeah, the the White Fang ship gets hit dead on and gets uh-huh. destroyed, and the laser continues on because it is massive and it ends up slamming right into a colony they were fighting by. It, I mean, it it more clips it. It doesn't destroy the colony. The colony is fine. It's damaged, but I it, mean, it's that not like was it for lack of trying. No, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> if that angle was any different, that colony would be dust. Yeah, it wasn't like when Katra did it. Let's say but that that's, is, okay, true. Sure. that's true. That's <clears throat> true. Um, Troa has a little bit of a freak out as he like sees the damage and like looks on barge and is like, "Fuck!" Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Miliardo begins attacking Duo and Katra, and they finally realize, "Oh shit, it's not Hero. It's Miliardo." That's not We're Hero fucked. in there. Yeah. Um, and then they once again begin charging bulge to get ready to fire another laser yeah and then noin confronts zex and she starts trying to talk to him and uh the gundam boys like take turns trying to go like one-on-one with epion while noin's trying to talk to him and rhythm emotion kicks in and <laughs> death scythe yeah. and sandrock are flying toward barge and noin and zex like actually do for a moment like talk to each other it's it's good and it's sad because like she hasn't speak spoken to him in so long mm-hmm. and he just explains to her like earth is the source of all these disputes in space i'm gonna set everything right and she's realizing like oh shit 
he's like fully bought into this. I can't say yeah, anything to him. He's he's not the same guy anymore. And Epion, um, there's this really dramatic moment. Epion breaks away, and the Taurus, like knowing in the Taurus, like reaches a hand after him, and it's like. Ooh, they're doing the thing where they humanize the mobile suits a little bit, and it's, it's so like, sad. oh god. Mm. Um, this is uh, Troa comes back. He makes his way back from yeah. like he was going to defend the colony, and now he kind of has to join the fight. Um, and Duo and Katra are just like slashing their way through hordes of like Tauruses and and these Oz mobile dolls, and the barge cannon readies to fire one more time. Mm. And. So as okay, this is the trivia I was talking about, because as the barge cannon is getting ready to fire, both this time and the Please earlier never in the call episode, it the bulge cannon. I, I, I corrected myself as I was saying it. The yeah. bulge cannon's um, going to blow its load. Oh, no. Oh, are you shocked Somebody that I'm the one the that said call. the bad thing? Oh, no. I've done it before. I'll do it again. <laughs> this is a threat and a promise. Um, they talk about, like, they, it's like, it sounds like random technical jargon. They're like, the HKS pressure balance is raising, the TRD bypass unit's ready, DFE chamber pressure, BBS system. Hey, whoever wrote this episode is a fucking car fan. These are all <laughs> automotive terms. I love it. So, H, the HKS pressure balance is referring to HKS, which is a Japanese auto aftermarket part manufacturer. The TRD bypass unit, TRD, is Toyota Racing Development. Um... <laughs> DFV chamber pressure refers to the Cosworth DFV, which is a Formula One engine in the 90s, I believe. Hell yeah. Uh, and the BBS system, uh, BBS is a German aftermarket wheel manufacturer. So, what the hell? Wow, cool it's, car. It's, when I like compared Gundams to cars, I didn't realize that I was like playing into the fucking writer's <laughs> hands, but I was. You fucking got your ass. It's just like kind of wild that... It's just kind of crazy that you could have, like, changed the name of the barge to be, like, an automotive term or something, you know? This is the carburetor. Right. I don't know. Something silly like that. Um, Sela is about to fire the barge cannon at full power. The boys aren't going to make it. But, of course, Miliardo flies in even faster than them because the Epion go fast. Uh, he does the badass Gundam thing of, like, flying from below right in front of the bridge window, giving everyone a good scare before he just Ooh, cuts through it and kills everyone. so fucking cool. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the bulge, like, fucking is gone. It blows up entirely. Bye-bye. Yeah, and uh, now space has kind of effectively been won by a bunch of Jack London fans. <laughs> This is a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a third one. I don't remember if this one was good or not, but we'll find out as we talk about it, I suppose. This one was insane, Max. Yeah. Okay. This was a very you, you good made one. Yourself, you okay. made yourself forget about it. I did. Now you get to because, relive it. Because I, I've watched it at work. I got paid to do this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Episode 42 of New Mobile Report Gundam Wing <laughs> Battleship Libra. As survivors from Barge land on Earth, we learn that both Nickel and Lady Un are alive and well, though Un is still in a coma. Trace goes to see her and then addresses the world leaders, saying they need to unite against White Fang to obtain peace for Earth. Meanwhile, Wu Fei continues to fight both Oz and White Fang to the point where Ultron is nearly totaled. He's rescued by Hero and Sally Poe, and after experiencing the Zero System for himself, he realizes he needs to ally with the other Gundam pilots in order to take out his true enemies, Miliardo and Trace. 
At the same time, Miliardo addresses the world, denouncing the Earth and all those who live in it, saying the Earth needs to be eliminated in order for the colonists to live in the peace they strive for. Lastly, Dorothy lands in Libra, promising to never leave Zex's side as Rulina also heads to the battleship, knowing only she can stop her brother. God. What a doozy. Yeah, it's... It's kind of a mess. Ooh, I want off Gundam's wild ride, please. <laughs> <laughs> only, uh... Only seven more episodes. This is this is the part of the roller coaster where you start to go up and you keep you keep expecting it to stop going up, and then you start to get really it just afraid. Keep going. <laughs> it just keep going. Um. So the this episode starts out as shuttles from barge, like rescue shuttles, land on Earth. We see freaking Nickel, who's yeah, just been Nickel's digging around this whole time. Fucking I fucking alive. I guess of all the people to still be alive. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Well, there's there's and, one other person of well, all. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. They do. We already knew be, she was like, alive. Okay, we've but known still, she was alive the whole time. But still, we, we do see a like a biopod, and we talk, we hear talk about someone who is like shot, and their wounds are healing, and they're in a coma, and then it does explicitly cut to the inside of that pod, and it is in fact Lady Un. Mm-hmm. She died, but like it's she's like, fine. <laughs> she died, but she's. fine. Fine. It's just what this show does. It kills people, but they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. We. She's in the hospital now, and Trace brings, like, the world's biggest bouquet of comedy roses. There must be at least, like, 50 fucking roses in this bouquet. It's gigantic. It's so funny. Yeah. I, no how did this not happen sooner? Like, I... Because they forgot know, that Trace was a character until now. <laughs> I know Trace was grounded, 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 but, like... Who was in the mansion with him? Because we saw someone, and it looked, ooh, it looked a lot I, like Lady I Un. I thought it was Un. <laughs> I think we like, all thought it was Un. Like, same outfit, wasn't. same haircut, same voice actress. Like, that's that's a Lady Un, toe to tip. Um, <laughs> toe to tip, that's an Un. Uh, Trey's, like, talks very lovingly to Lady Un while she's laying unconscious on this hospital bed. And he's talking about, like, how he's doing what he thinks has to be done. And, like, then we see him at a Romafeller, like, session, like, in front of everyone. He's like, yeah, I think what Relina was doing was stupid, actually. And now that I'm in charge, I'm just going to make a unilateral decision and declare war against White Fang to unify the Earth. Like, you guys get it. Like, we're fighting White Fang so that everyone on Earth can join together. And it's just... God unravels the last three episodes in a That's single stroke. That's the thing, right? We we've made so much progress, and it all falls apart again. I know. Just I just I just want it to make sense. Make it make sense, and it's like everyone in me, like Trace is basically saying the exact same thing Relina wanted, except he says we're gonna do it through wars out of peace, and like we just get immediate rapturous applause. Everyone's I like, hate go, yeah, we missed you, Trace. People go ape it's shit. They are again. hooting, they are go. hollering. It's it's a lot. Um and he like silently asks Lady Un to forgive him for putting on such a performance. Yeah, oh, he says something man. about like being a bad actor. <laughs> yeah. He's on once again on his like weird acting shit. Whatever, Trace. Yeah. Um, we get a little scene of Relina heading into space. She's like, this is the third time I've been in space. Um, and she's heading towards Libra, presumably to, like, convince Zex to, or Amelia to be like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> um, and then the next scene is, oh, yeah, there's a white fang carrier heading to battle. It has more Oz troops. Or, I'm sorry, it's heading to battle with more Oz troops. Um, 
this is a really I like this scene quite a bit, this whole sort of like little battle here, because White Fang is talking about how they're fighting Oz, despite the fact that Trace is once again leading Oz, and like a lot of White Fang are made up of Trace faction soldiers who departed from Oz. So it's like a lot of weird like interfactionality going on here with I quite which I quite like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But it doesn't matter because Wufei is going to kill all of them no matter what side they're on. So it's a moot point, I suppose. Boy is just here to fight. <laughs> it's literally all he knows how to do. <laughs> what is it that they, they say? Like, he does things his own way. And like, that sure is right. But um, he shouldn't. Yeah, probably, probably, probably shouldn't. So he's he, he, there's like this one uh, this one Oz soldier here who, as he's watching Wufei fight, he sees his resolve and he sees the Gundam's resolve and he realizes that like, ah, oh, both White Fang and Oz are mistaken. It's a shame that like, I'll never live to see them realize that as he kamikazes himself into a White Fang carrier. Yeah. Which uh, like, buddy, <sighs> I, if that's what you get from watching Wu Fei fight, like, I, I think you're getting the wrong message a little bit. Yeah. Not quite the takeaway. I, it was probably intended for you, my friend. God. And then Wu Fei just like in Ultron just takes a ton of blasts and then decides to stop getting beat up and finishes the fight. But Ultron yeah. is in like bad shape. Like he gets like a system report and he's like reading it out to us. And he's like, we, I, we see like one of the joints on Ultron just like leaking air. And he's basically like, uh, Nataku, uh, you can't fail now. We can't fail now. And, like, it just kind of, like, fades to black on him, and then we get another narration. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it was weird that we get, like, a mid-episode. I guess we've gotten a couple mid-episode narrations anyway, but, um, he... It, it's just about, like, how White Fang is in their Libra, and Trey's is, like, still uniting those on Earth under Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, this whole time, Wufei is kind of in meditating, just, you know, eyes closed, chilling out in Ultron. Uh, and this strange shuttle space pod approaches him. Uh, and we cut back to Kins, Cans, talking to Miliardo. <laughs> uh, we learn, hey, apparently the Libra is somehow complete, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's time to do a funny comedy villain speech on Earth. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Uh, what is, I don't think I have any of his actual announcement written down, but after, after he does his speech, he quietly like says something to Trey's himself it's it's like something like I'm sorry we had to end up on opposite sides of this or something along those lines. Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah I guess it'd be easiest to talk about because like the, the pretty much the rest of the episode is like cutting back and forth of Milliarder's speech to the Earth. So effectively, the sort of cliff notes of it is that obviously White Fang is aligned against Earth itself. He talks about how like you know Oz Alliance doesn't fucking matter. Yes. Um, Yes, they're all the, the enemy here. The world nation. Uh, one of the things he says is the world nation is basically the alliance again. He's like, you remember what the alliance did? They showed up in space and used military power to dominate you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, so effectively, the world nation has not broken the cycle. And he's like, to do that, we have to eliminate the Earth. Yeah, he says we need to kill. Killing Earthlings will end wars. And like, as Trace watches him say this, Trace is like, yeah, he's kind of right. Um, he says that humans can overcome their base instincts by being in space. Colonists are a new breed of humans who can know peace by controlling themselves. Mm. Miliardo, Ah. 
Huh. Hold on, buddy. Hmm. Wrong, wrong Gundam hmm. series. We don't, we don't do those here, except for Kotra, <laughs> who is one. He's a new guy. That's no really familiar. There's a new, new breed oh, doesn't have the right ring to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little bit. I don't know about. Eh. I don't Every. like the word breed. <laughs> Just to yeah, be the internet's kind of ruined that one. Yeah. Um. He he talks about how colony citizens can't fight, so we fight on their behalf because mm-hmm. of the Earthlings trying to conquer them all the time. Um, and he basically says we're going to eliminate Earth in the war to end all wars. Yeah. In the God. meantime, while this is happening, like Max said, it kind of cuts back and forth. We uh, we see Wu Fei gets picked up by Sally Poe, and um, he walks onto the bridge and sees Hiro, and he sees like the Wing Zero, and he's like, "Isn't that Zex's mobile suit? Like, what are you crazy?" And Hiro's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> and then uh, Sally starts to like try to sweet talk Wu Fei. It's very funny. She's just like. You should just like come and fight with us. I think that'd be really nice. And Wu Fei's like, "What if I kill you and steal the ship and the Gundams?" And she's like, "Yeah, but like, what if you didn't?" Yeah. <laughs> and Wu Fei like kind of settles down. She's like, "You know, like we have your interests at heart, so like maybe we could benefit each other, or something along those lines." And Wu Fei is like, "I will. I'll stick to my own terms." And then they immediately get surrounded by a ton of Virgos from White Fang, and. Hiro and, and Wu Fei, I think, goes first. He's like, ah, I'll get in Nataku and keep fighting. And Sally's like, that's stupid. Your Gundam's gonna explode. And Hiro's like, she's right. You are stupid. Take the wing zero. Yeah. And he says, don't get disillusioned by its cockpit system. Oh, my and God. That sure is a way of phrasing that. Yeah. Instead well, of anything else. The interesting thing is, maybe the secret to not getting fucked up by the zero system was just being a misogynist because, like, of He's all the people, of all the people to experience zero system, Wu Fei is like normal, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's fucking wild. He gets out there on the battlefield, starts fighting, and he is he's loving the Wing Zero's performance. He is absolutely annihilating these Virgos, and he has this one moment, this brief vision of himself getting like blasted in the back, uh, and we see that like yellow tint in his eyes and that yellow background, so we know. It's a zero system vision, but he keeps fighting and he sees this huge vision of Trey's cast among the stars. And he's like, Trey's is Trey's my enemy. And he keeps fighting and he sees like Zex in, uh, I think it's in the Epion. Um, he, he sees this vision of Zex and then he shoots it or, or like stabs it. Through it. Um, yeah. It turns out to be another one of the, uh, yeah, the way the the way the illusion like peels away when he does that is really cool mm-hmm. too. But wipe. he he gets these visions and he like confronts them head on and he's like, "Oh, my enemies are Zex and Trays." And he came away like fine basically. Yeah. And then he he gets back in and he looks at Sally and Hiro and he's like, "You know what? Zex and Trays are my enemies. That seems to be who you're going after. So for now, for now, I will agree to be on your team. Yeah, it's like, he's like, it was an amusing vision it showed me. Like, he wasn't freaked out. It's like, huh, cute. But hey, whatever whatever works to get him on their side, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then, beep, beep, uh, another golden vehicle shows up. God, I wonder who it could fucking be. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, fuck off. Just stop. Is. It's fucking ridiculous. 
Uh, it's it's Dorothy. It's anti beam coating. Don't worry. Um, it's just anti beam coating. Uh, spaceship. <laughs> Don't give it a reason. It makes it worse. It's the Yakushiki. It's the Yakushiki shuttle. Yeah. The Yaku shuttle. <laughs> um, Yaku shuttle. So as Dorothy's flying in, uh, Zex, everyone okay. in Libra picks it up. Yes. Yeah. They they pick it up and Zex looks at it and they like she like hails them. And like radios in, she's like, "Hi, can I dock here?" And Zex is like, "Shoot it down." <laughs> it's and I like I wanted him to. I wish he did. <laughs> like, it would have been funny. He says it's a Roma Feller shuttle. Yeah, um, his to be fair, yeah, his like, reasoning is sound. It is a Roma Feller shuttle. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then Dorothy does so what she does best and starts talking. Credit she where credit is due. Him, essentially, yeah. she's good yeah, at no, it. No, this is like, good. She- sorry, yeah, like she is very good at the bullshit that she does. Like, she knows how to phrase things to worm her way into people's good graces. And it, it, but unfortunately, to me, it works again with Zex. Yeah, like, she's talking, like, she's like, I heard of this guy who, who, who said his actions were those of pacifism, or maybe he thought he was a hero, or maybe he just hated peace, and he hated his younger sister for believing in their, their father's uh, ideals. And essentially, she does epic debate at him, and he's like, all right, what the fuck ever, come on in. Um, yeah. and she's you like, notice oh. that she uh, is wearing the exact same outfit he is? She is wearing the exact same outfit <laughs> with a fucking new matching headband to go with it. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. She, she, she read How to Win Friends and Influence People. She gets it. Um, and then, yeah, she says, so, so, so. Uh, Milliarder lets her in, uh, and she's like, "I will imprint the war on my memory. This will be the final war. I'll never leave your side." I hate this uh, bitch so and much. As this happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! A car alarm's going off in my parking lot. Oh hell yeah! Um, so she, she, you know, she's like, "We, yeah, excuse me." We finally last scene of the episode is we see Relina heading to Libra as well, and she's like, "Only I can stop Milliarder right now." So I've look. It's not going to happen, but what if, like, Relina has to be the one to kill Dorothy? It'd be kind of dope. That'd be fucking sick, and I would love it. <laughs> I'm all about it. Oh, Ooh, uh, I just That's remembered. Oh, I just remembered a thing. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm well, extremely hey, making Jim off his of- face right now. Oh, no. Tremendous. Um, That was episode, and that was all the episodes we'll talk about this week, but... We're not done talking about Rolina yet, because I have a Beyond Toon World. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World! So, we're going to talk about Akika Yajima, who is the voice in the sub of Rolina Peacecraft. Uh, she was born May 4th, uh, 1967. So... 10 years before Star Wars would be a thing, but still born on a Star Wars day nonetheless, uh, in Niigata, Japan. Uh, There's always one or two lines of trivia about the voice actors here, and she is a certified nanny. Oh, hell yeah. Um, According to my favorite website, BehindTheVoiceActors.com, her earliest role was in a interesting Japanese uh, production called Jungle Book Shonen Mowgli. Okay. (laughs) Um... (laughs) As Meshua, I don't know how important of a character she is in the Jungle Book, but you know what? Whatever, man. That was 1989. Yeah, um, not a name I recognize. I'm trying. T- 
Yeah, I'm trying to skip over the bigger roles that are recognizable. In 1994, Sailor Moon S, she was Tama Saburo and Shinosuke, who were like one-off characters. But I feel like everyone in Wing was also in Sailor Moon. Um, kind of like how Ken everyone Oki. in the English dub was in Inuyasha, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Well, put a pin in that. Um, oh, no. <laughs> in 1995's Tenshi Universe, she was Ken Oki, like this little, little cat, oh, weird fairy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, 95 Wing, Relina, we know that already. In 1996, is the spooky, the spooktacular new adventures of Casper the Ghost. She was Casper. Oh, lovely. Okay. <laughs> um, in 1997's Revolutionary Girl Utena, she was Mitsuru Suabuki. In 1997's Berserk, she was Rickert. I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to skip that one. In 1999's The Big, why is the train going by again? I heard it. I, I heard it that time. <sighs> I wasn't going to say anything. Train that exists me, me for me, but not train. for you. <laughs> in 1999's The Big O, she was R. Dorothy Wainwright. Yes. voice her in all of the Super Robot Wars that featured oh, Big O. Hell yes. Um, I know y'all remember this character. In 19... Or I'm sorry. In 2000's Pokemon 3, The Spell of the Unknown, <gasps> she was Molly Hale, who was the girl who had Entei as her dad. Oh my god. She was That's Molly. so cute. Okay. I like all three versions of her when she was a girl and a yeah. teen and then an adult because she grows up because of the wish. That was a weird fucking movie. Anyway. It's just like Goku. In, <laughs> Same voice for child, just, teen, and adult. Very true. In 2001's hit movie Cats and Dogs starring Jeff Goldblum, she was yeah. Lou, who's the main doggy in that movie. God, oh my God. Film existed. That two, Jesus, that was 2001. Crazy. Yeah. Um, in, I'm Judy moving. Yeah, in <laughs> 2001, the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone game, the first couple, like, early Harry Potter games. Yeah, but fuck J.K. Rowling, but she did voice Harry Potter uh, in those games, the first okay, couple um, of them. All right, that's pretty cool. But yeah, also, get, your check, get, get your check and leave. Cast, that, cast that fucking check, um, yeah. In 2002's Naruto, she was Ron Maru. Oh! In 2003's Full Metal Alchemist, Sans Brotherhood, she was Klaus... I don't remember that character because I haven't seen 03 in a while, but I'm here to tell you it's a good show. It is a good show. In 2003's uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars cartoon, she was young Anakin Skywalker. Oh, my God. Uh, 2006, the Dot Hack games, she was Gaspard, who's like a bear guy, I think. Something like that. What a wild um, departure from the rest of the characters. <laughs> yeah. I know. In 2007's Naruto Shippuden, she was young Sasori. In 2009's Fairy Tale, she's Lecter, who's one of the weird little, like, kitty cat fairies in yeah. that. I've still never gotten around to watching uh, Fairy Tale, uh, just based on... Okay. Uh, I have, it is... I have weird sense memories for that one. Can't, can't yeah, get it's into like, it. It's like... <laughs> Fairy Tale has piece. some of the most... Sorry. <laughs> it, yeah, that's the thing. It's like... It has some of the most sick, like, anime moments I've seen, but also is incredibly horny. Yeah. Yeah. It um, never really got into it. Yeah. In 2010's Heavy Rain, she was Sean and Jason. No fucking way. <laughs> yes fucking way. <laughs> uh, uh, pause um, on that for a moment. Did you see we're getting a Heavy Rain colon Star Wars? Yeah, David Cage, fuck off and redacted. <laughs> yep. I, I'm excited just to watch a fucking playthrough of it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch someone play otherwise. through it who's just trash talking it the whole time. That's how I got through 
Is Detroit. that why I know that's, the, that's the only way to get Quantic? Quantic. Detroit? Is is that is that yes. Quantic? Yeah. Okay, that's Quantic. God. Okay, I knew I recognized that name, and I was like, "Oh, that game's gonna suck," but I forgot why. Oh no, it will. <laughs> I yeah. cannot wait. Um, in 2021's Cookie Run Kingdom, why are so many people talking about this fucking game on Twitter? She's the <laughs> Sea Fairy Cookie. Okay, whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> time for some bigger roles. Oh, way, yeah. Going way back. 1992, Crayon Shinchan. She was Shinosuke Nohara, who was the main character of no Crayon Shinchan. No fucking kidding. The, the little guy. Awesome. The little guy. Phenomenal. Um, let's see. <laughs> In um, 1998's Spyro the Dragon. She's Spyro. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yes. Um... In 1999 and 2000s, Persona Innocent Sin and Persona Eternal Punishment, she's Maya Amano, who's, like, the main character of the, the second oh game, more so than the first. But, like, she's a girl with a heart stitched on her on her breasts in her outfit. <laughs> she's good, though. I like Maya. Um, all right. Final heavy hitters. In 2018's Pop Team Epic, she's Pee Me, the blue oh hair one. Oh, my God. That's Relina Peacecraft. In 2016's Yuri on Ice... She is Axel Loop and Lutz Nishigori, who I guess are like a triplet of kids named after yeah. ice skating moves. Yeah. I've never never got into that show. Um That's good. And finally, Rulina Peacecraft, Akika Yajima, is Edith, the middle child of Thelonious Gru in the Despicable Me movies. I'm saluting for you. I'm saluting Hell for yeah. me and for her. Absolutely. <laughs> So we know of at least one Gundam link to Despicable Me and the Minions verse. I I have also already like purged it from my memory banks. So yeah, probably, probably for the report. Best. Gundam Wing. Uh. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I hate everything. <laughs> well, with that, good episode. Time for some plugs before we do a little thing at the end. <laughs> Who'd like to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> you can find me at the Crown Jewels with two underscores. That's J U L E S on Twitter. You can also find our lovely, lovely podcast at Wow Cool Podcast and our Discord server, which is cool. And people post about their gunpla is linked in that twitter bio as well hell yeah and i'm jared you can find me at pagliacci proto j on twitter that's about it <laughs> uh and i'm max you can find me on twitter at maxi bajillion in addition to this show you can go to pot of greed cast on why did i almost say youtube that's not what we do i don't know go to pot of greed cast on twitter to find my Yu-Gi-Oh podcast pot of greed go to slappers only pod on twitter to find my video game music podcast slappers only Go to NVM the Trollocs on Twitter to listen to my limited series, Amazon's Wheel of Time podcast. Uh, we have, I guess as of recording, we're, we have like half of the episodes out so far, but we've recorded like more than that. Um, and Jules plugged the show. I did. Thank, thank you to Matt GameCube, who runs Noisepace.xyz, a podcast network where all of my shows are on. Go check them out. There's so many more podcasts. And finally... Jared, uh, what yeah. is your robot of the week? Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my robot of the week is Mecha Godzilla. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, but not not the one cool. from 
uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I'm sorry, but that Mecha Godzilla's dog ass. <laughs> oh no, that one looks like a toy. I don't get. I don't care for that the, one. The Mecha Godzilla in Ready one. Player One is better than the Mecha Godzilla in a Godzilla movie. Oh. Sorry to say Ooh. it. Regrettably, you're right. Don't like it. I really anyway. like how Mecha Godzilla is called Kiryu. Well, that that in some is, of the movies, at least. Yeah, that's the third incarnation of Mecha Godzilla, and it's literally built around the skeleton of the first Godzilla. And that's part of why they call rad. it Kiryu. What the hell? Yeah. God, that's sick. Yep. Wow, what it's, a cool robot. Wow. It's fucking radical. And that's something they tried to implement in Godzilla vs. Kong. They're literally using, like, the bones of, like, oh, Ghidorah right. to, like, yeah. conduct the man's brain into the machine. Don't don't get what me fucking movies. started. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, instead of getting you started, let's get let let's 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 put this one to bed then. All right. Um, thank you all for tuning in to yet another wonderful episode of Valkyrie cool Robot. Uh, next week we will be at our penultimate episode covering the episodes of the Gundam Wing anime. Uh, week after that will be the final episodes. Week after that will be Endless Waltz, and week after that. We'll be the wrap up. Uh, we might take a week or two off for the holiday break, because um, we all have things going on. Um, think things of importance, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't fucking forget. You thought I was gonna forget, but I didn't. What do we all? I, I didn't think you were fucking week? stalling. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I also no, I was it too. I wasn't stalling. I knew the whole time. I was just thinking of the right words to say. <sighs> War is bad. Wow. Cool robot. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. See you next Fuck time, yeah. Gundam Gang. Peace. <laughs>